Hello, Tea with Miss McGill listeners. Don't forget to give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And remember, Tea with Miss McGill merch makes a great gift. Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show. It is Puka speaking. It is the star of the show, Reed Larson. This week, we had Kevin Kuklinski, Ryan Stevens, Timmer, my buddy Timmer, Nate Anderson, Trenton Beal, Physic, and Anna Carlson make the best decision of their life, which was to follow the Tea with Miss McGill show. So be just like them. Give us a follow. Hit the subscribe button right now for episode 59, of course. All right. 59. 59. State tournament week. We got a lot of energy in the room here. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, so we're going to start right away this week with our section finals recap presented by Aspire Heating and Control. They are your local Bryant dealer. Uh, and Bryant is the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild. They specialize in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction. Residential and commercial installations are available. Services include forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They are licensed and bonded. Justin is the guy, 218-999-5957, still time to get that furnace tuned, 999-5957, and of course, soon we're going to flip-flop and you need to get your air conditioner tuned, so if you're already looking that far forward, give Justin a call for that as he can take care of servicing that air conditioner to make sure the humidity is knocked out when it's June 2nd, it's 90 degrees with 100% humidity, so thank you, Aspire Heating and Control. All right, like I said, state tournament week, ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I mean, it's always... uh... I don't know. Is this a state holiday in Minnesota? <laughs> it, it should be. It's um, Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. It's the best event in, in any event around the country uh, as far as state tournaments. It's uh, it's the biggest so far. I mean, they compare it to the Texas football state championships. However, there's still more people that make it to the state hockey tournaments in Minnesota. So pretty uh, pretty awesome when you've got multiple games uh, down at the Excel Energy Center where there's 20,000 people watching a double-A hockey game. That isn't that big for the single-A games. You probably, some point right. in time, maybe see a few thousand. The state championship game, maybe five or 6,000. Yeah. But there's 20,000 people, especially if there's some uh, some out-state people that have to travel. And, you know, it's you'd think that the games would be more populated if they were people from the area uh, but some of these teams they keep seeing there year after year and it gets kind of old they start they want to start seeing some of these new teams yeah. from out state or teams they haven't seen in a while sure uh, absolutely yeah and i think it really it really connected for me how big the state tournament is was during the movie grumpy old men where they're in the ice houses and the old guys watching on the team on a real tv back then you kids have no idea this yeah, is you like don't a have real it. tv not a flat screen no but a little crap i think it might have been black and white it the movie. probably was anyway and that's when the connection was like you know state tournament it is it was always a big deal to me but i was a hockey person but now it's like no state tournament in minnesota high school is like a really big thing <laughs> well it's it's really interesting because you can look at a uh, no, um, no diss. Maybe you can take a diss if you want, but uh, if you look at a game where it's like, if 
Hill Murray and Creighton Durham Hall in the championship game, you don't have 20,000 people at that game. Right. Not even close. Right. Probably the best state championship game that I ever saw as far as attendance oh. was 2017 Grand Rapids versus Moorhead. Right. There, that building was, people were falling out of the building. <laughs> Well, it's a big deal for those programs. Well, two outstate teams, but two storied uh, traditions there. And not saying that Hale Murray and uh, Creighton aren't storied, but you're talking about teams with big youth hockey associations where people are making the trip and they're staying the entire weekend. Yeah, right. right. So an awesome week. They're there for the hockey. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's rewind just a bit. Uh, Last week, of course, we had a couple of Section 7 uh, finals games. We had uh, Rock Ridge Hermantown and Over East. I guess let's talk. Uh, let's start with Rock Ridge Hermantown. Um, of course, Hermantown comes out on top, but Rock Ridge played a heck of a game. They they hung in there. Kind yeah, what we hope for. Well, Rock Ridge, uh, they put up a good fight. Yeah. They really did. Um, they they played hard for most of the game. I think they played hard. You know, they probably thought they were playing hard the entire game, but I thought there was a lull for about six or seven minutes in the second period where Hermantown really kind of took control. And that's really where you saw some of the, uh, the things that took Rock Ridge down. I had conversations with their coaches the next day and they're pretty proud of their effort and I, they should be, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a program that's been to how many state tournaments uh, 12 on the last 13 years. They've been in the state tournament. The only team that beat them in the last 13 years was Greenway. Yep. So when you're thinking about how much experience these kids have going into that game, Rock Ridge doesn't have that experience. They haven't been in a section final, uh, who knows when the last time Eveleth was in the section final? If you know that statistic, you know, put it in the right. put it in the comments. Uh, I can tell you the last time Virginia had been to a section final that was 2010, yeah. right? So or 2011, Eleven, I should Hibbing say. Beat, yeah. Hibbing beat them in 2011, and Blue Devils went to state right. in 2010. So 2011 was the last time that between those programs that somebody had been in a state a, a section right. final. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, Rockridge played really tough. There may have been some controversy that we can bring up and talk about here at, at some point, but you know, I, I think that the better the better team ended up winning in the end. But I really was pulling for Rockridge. I think that uh, they're not far away. They really aren't. Um, and you saw glimpses glimpses in the section semifinal of Hermantown and you saw glimpses of it in the final where Hermantown for the first time in a decade actually looked human. Yeah. They're beatable. I shouldn't say a decade. They didn't get beat by Greenway, but Greenway was loaded that year when they beat them, they had to be loaded that year. Hermantown actually looked human. Like there were some flaws in their game where you don't usually see flaws in their game. So pretty interesting. And, and Rock Ridge did a really nice job of, of exposing some of those flaws. And hats off to that program. I'm proud to say I was part of half of that program for seven years. And I'm really proud of the group of kids and coaches to, to take that program as far as they did and to be able to uh, say, you know what, hey, we made it to the second final. See, we're going double A. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And over East, that game turned out, you know, started good early, but uh, uh, obviously got pretty lopsided. I was surprised. Um, but as you've said all year, especially since the calendar turned to 2023, you got to watch that one line. They could quite possibly be the best line in the state. They're the best line in the state. And you're going to see it starting Thursday night. I mean, you're going to see Conway and uh, whatever the heck his name is, Thorson and, and 
Caden Casey take over the tournament. There's three guys that are going to be on the all-tournament team, no question about it. But section final is, is a place for Cooper Conway to score four goals and for Gab Thurston to get six or seven points, whatever right. it was. They get six points, a goal and five assists. Right. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And if you're going to get beat, you're going to get beat by that line. That line was they were lights out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the East gets that goal after it's three nothing, three to one. Hoping they could kind of hang in there, but uh, what was it? About two minutes later, uh, Andover got that other one, and it was like, oof! Now we got a tough, tough, uh, tough hill to climb here. Well, I think East knew going into that game, they're they're going to have to have the perfect storm in order to win that hockey game. They had the perfect storm a month before, a month and a half before, when they beat them at the Heritage Center. It was in their barn. Um, it was not uh, Andover's night. It was definitely East's night, and all the stars lined up. They were able to beat him, but I think a lot of things were going to have to line up. And we've said this as a coaching staff before that this season in section seven, it was Andover and everybody else that you, you had to take away those top guys. And if you didn't, you weren't going to win. And I don't care if Andover got the number two seed. It didn't matter. Uh, As you said last week, yeah, they're the favorite going into it. And East earned the number one seed. You beat them. Congratulations for doing that. I just, I feel like you you didn't see it in the first period against East that they were completely taking the game over. You didn't see it in the game against Grand Rapids either that Andover was taking over. Andover's feeling them out in the first period. Yeah. Uh, and then they and get out like there. Against you guys. Yeah. A quick goal in the second. Second period. <laughs> Shift gears. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going. And you saw another gear hit that East couldn't hit. And unfortunately, it was what it was, and I sat there just kind of banging my head against the wall going, um, East, you just you didn't have it that night. And I kept thinking uh, a 5 nothing versus getting beat 7-1 to one or 7-2. Yeah. to two. I don't know which one's better. Right. We gave up less goals. So that's all I can say right. in rapid. So, right. But at, at any rate, Hanover made the trip. Yeah. Congratulations to, to Coach uh, Mark Manny and, and company and uh, – Hopefully they represent Section 7 well. Yep. All right. So one thing that came up, a few comments, few texts. After so parents got home, they took a look at the semifinal game, Hibbing, Hermantown. Apparently there was a high stick on the first goal for Hermantown. We saw in the Rockridge-Hermantown game a goal be a disallowed right away. Um, that would have been for Rockridge. Being that WDIO is there, they got different, you know, because, you know, go on Spideo, it's that one camera, you know, it's operating, you know, but WDIO has got the camera here. They got the, the cameras right above the net. You know, they're doing some reviewing. I think there might have even been one other goal. If, if I'm mistaken, please comment, but I know those two for sure. Your opinion, should video replay be allowed in these section final games? Well, there, it, there was actually a goal in the first period that got disallowed for Hermiton at the end of the period against Rockridge, too. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, I thought there was another one. There was a goal that they got it went into the net, but apparently the clock had hit zero. That's exact. There and, you go. That's what it was because they were um, celebrating. They thought yeah, they, had they it. thought it was a goal, and and uh, at any rate, you you probably would think it's a goal if you're not looking at the clock. It isn't when the horn goes off. The horn's delayed. It's when the clock hits zeros. So you could, if there were, if there were replay, you could put the numbers on the bottom of the screen and watch the puck cross the line and the numbers hit zero, zero, zero on the score on the, the clock uh, in which one happens first. If the zeros hit first, 
uh, then it's no goal. If the puck crosses first, then it's a goal. Well, they took care of looking at that on their own because you just mentioned it's when you have video replay, you can do that. And you, you don't have video replay until you are at the XL Energy Center. Right. So your question is, is, well, geez, maybe they should, if they have it, why not use it? And here's why. They're, they'll never go that direction because then every single section final would have to have the opportunity to have video replay. And not everybody plays at a event where or I should say at a facility where they have that camera set up there. In fact, WDIO did a nice job, but um, really they have other people that are working the goal review at UMD games, right? It isn't the TV station sure. that's running it. It's somebody else that's running it. And It's Toronto. Yeah, they're running it from Toronto. <laughs> um, but they utilize that technology at the XL Energy Center where they're checking video replay. But it, like going back to what I said before, they you don't have that at every facility. I mean, you got section finals being played at Braemar Arena. They don't have video replay at Braemar. Uh, section finals being played, let's say, they're being played at Hibbing. Yeah. Years ago, they had it at Hibbing. They don't have video replay everywhere. So they would have to find a way – and the only way to do that is if every single section final were played at the XL Energy Center. Yeah. Okay. And you can't do that. Okay. So fairness, kind yep. of what the Minnesota State High School League's looking for. Awesome. Yeah, and it's opening up a can of worms. Yeah, yeah. I could I could see what you're seeing there. So the, so there's answers to some of you that that texted or or put some comments in. Um, smash a like button, and uh, we'll be right back after this quick message. Boom! Quick commercial Iron Range Apparel. We've talked about them. We talked about the Lumberjack apparel. I've been talking about that. Uh, just a quick run through of the store. We've talked about the Gift Buyer's Paradise. Look at all the caps. We've got all kinds of lines of clothing here. Lumberjack hat. We talked about all the Minnesota themed items right here. Like I said, something for everybody here. So whoever's on your gift list, this is your first stop. More specialty gifts, items, more clothes, look at there. I like these. Look what they're doing with the old broken hockey sticks, huh? Little snow scra ice scraper. Uh, the ODR line we've talked about on the show. So there's some of the ODR hats, caps. You know, we got t-shirts, got the jerseys. I talked a little bit about the jerseys, more t-shirts. So. Like I said, if you're looking for a gift, this is the place to be. More hats. And then we talked about the hams. Bear, one of the more popular items. So Iron Range Apparel. All right, welcome back to the Two with Miss McGill show. All right, Mr. Larson. So obviously Rock Ridge made the announcement they're going to go double A. So we have this new facility in Virginia, of course, the Iron Trail Motors Event Center. It's time, I think, that we make the argument to get the Section 7A finals. So hear me out, Section 7A committee. Get the Section 7A finals back to the Iron Range. We've got a brand new building. Um, the, the atmosphere, I think, will be better because it'll be full. As a matter of fact, go to our Facebook page right now. I posted a picture pre-show of the Section Final game, uh, Hibbing Hermantown. A lot of empty seats. I also have a picture up there of Eveleth, Virginia, last regular season game 
you can see the difference in crowd. Uh, better atmosphere at the Mech, I believe. More passionate fans. Um, you know, there's just less to do. I mean, I think I think just the casual person, there's something to do in Virginia, would probably show up there. Plus, we have five Iron Range teams now versus four. We have Ely, International Falls, Chisholm Hibbing, Greenway, and I'm throwing Cloquet in as an Iron Range team because we got Shea Walters. Shea would love to come home and play on the range. And on the Duluth side, we've got Proctor, Hermantown, Moose Lake, North Shore, and actually North Shore is about, about a 20-mile difference between going down to Duluth or going over to Virginia. Um, so I want to make a push to try and make this happen. Um, what say you on my idea of getting a Section 7A back up to the range to the Mech? Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. I I can't even argue if somebody said, let's take the double-A games away from Amsoil Arena. It's a ridiculous amount of money that we're spending to rent Amsoil that the state high school league has to pay to rent the Amsoil arena. Um, I think some of the best section finals have been when teams played at the Memorial building in Hibbing. Um, I can remember a Grand Rapids when I was a little kid, a Grand Rapids section final versus Virginia in 1991 oh, I, remember. I was there. Yep. that place had people hanging from the ceiling i yep. mean there's four thousand people in there or more right. it was unbelievable that was best atmosphere i've seen i've seen section semi-finals that have been played at the ira civic center and um also at, at Cole K and their new uh, new facility at northwich credit union arena and those are just phenomenal facilities too that seat north of 3000 people when you're looking at the only time that the x or that i should say that the amsoil arena has ever been electric in the section finals for section seven is if it's grand rapids and east uh i don't remember the last time it was east and Colquet. that probably gets to be pretty heated yeah. in a good crowd i don't remember the last time that happened but i do know that Anytime that it's Rapids and East, they have to open up the upper deck. They they don't even need to open the upper deck. Like they no. did for the double-A finals. I don't know why. Right. Like shove people in the lower bowl. Like make them sit there. And it's so noticeable when you yeah. got those yellow seats. I mean, they stick out. You know, well, like you know why. Not a background color. <laughs> At Amsoil, you know why when they designed that arena, why they went with some maroon seats and then sporadically doing some, you know, gold ones in there. They do that to make it look like there's more people in the building when oh. the seats are, aren't completely full, you know, because if you got mostly in your row, you got mostly maroon seats and then you got one or two yellow ones. Well, it looks like oh, there's more people up. sitting in the building. Yeah. Right. So that's the purpose for that. But, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a fantastic idea. Like, why not use the, the iron trail motor? Yeah. I mean, a neutral side. It? I just think the venue is a better size. Like you said, we're not now. I, I I just saw a video of 1986, well, Section 7 final, because only one class back then, Greenway Hibbing. Eric Gislason, some of you might remember, I guess you got an interview from Eric Gislason when I was in fourth grade at the White Lakes UMD nice. hockey camp. But anyway, he's reporting live. 5,500 fans witnessed the Section Finals tonight here at the Hibbing Memorial Building. And I don't know if we could, if the range will ever produce crowds that big, but I think that the mech's about what 2,500, 3,000. I think it would really fill uh, fill up. Um, you know, obviously, nice facility, brand facility. Get it up here on the range, neutral site because Rock Ridge has now moved. Uh, WDIO, you can get in your vans and come on up. 
I think it's a great idea. So um, for those of you out there, ADs that are watching, put the pressure on the Section 7 committee. Let's get some playoff hockey back on the Iron Range. Love it. Any more comments on that? Nope. Oh, and then we'd like to hear your comments. If you got a comment on that, you like our idea, don't like our idea, please comment. We'd like to hear from you. Um, smash that like, uh, thumbs up button right now, and we will be right back after this quick message. What do you think? Slappy shoddy. Hey, y'all. Just wanted to do a real quick run through here at the Rink Sports Bar and Grill in Avaleth. Wanted to just kind of show you the place, another bar there get your game on pool there i just want to show you some look at this aurora hoyt lakes when's the last time you saw aurora hoyt lakes or a hoyt lakes jersey like that on mountain iron chisholm gilbert pretty cool tj thomas you all know tj the legend from here in avaleth where do you think tj comes in as a beer when he's home he comes right here to the rink sports bar and grill even the old iron rangers jersey so when you're in the quad cities this is the place to be the rink sports bar and grill right down from the hockey hall of fame just off highway 53 come pay him a visit welcome back to the tea with miss mcgill show all right this week many of you probably saw this wdio story that was floating around social media or you actually saw it on the broadcast uh, they did a little, little piece on Rockridge and Denfeld opting up to AA for next year. I thought an interesting comment made by Coach Jago of Denfeld was, and I quote, the Minnesota State High School League has a lot to answer for when you're a top eight or 10 team and can't make it to state. So my question for you, Mr. Larson, is, is this a shot at Hermantown or could it just be a shot at the Minnesota State High School League that he doesn't like the format, i.e., there used to be that backdoor option getting to the state. I know back in the 70s, I don't know when that ended. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Coach Jago's comment? Well, I think if if somebody were taking it as a shot towards Hermantown, I don't think that Jago would take any offense to that because he has no problem being <laughs> upfront when it comes to throwing jabs at Hermantown. He's 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 not a guy that's real passive aggressive. Like he's in your face with his comments, and I uh, I love it about him. I, I don't always agree with everything he says, but I love it. Sure. Like at least he's honest. Yep. So he's not gonna if he had a said something about Herbertown, it'd be Hermantown this, Hermantown that. I think it's a jab at the state high school league. And look at the current format. I mean, you 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 split from a one class system years ago, back in 1991, was the last year of the single class system. You split from that and said, we're gonna go with a tier one, tier two system. And that lasted two years because nobody wanted to be considered being part of the tier two system. Like, okay, well, we made it to the, we made it to the state tournament. We're the best of the worst. Yeah. 65th right? best, right? Eight I sections, mean, there's, eight. there's teams right now that have won tier two state championships that don't even acknowledge that it's a state championship. Greenway for one won't even talk about their yeah. tier two state championship. <laughs> Like Saratori was talking about Greenway a couple of years ago when they made it to the state tournament. They asked about, you know, state championship back when state tournament, single A tournament and making it fourth place in one year. And and somebody wanted to bring up the comment in 92 and like he just changed the subject. They didn't want to talk about the tier two system. I think so, that guy or made a similar when they went no one. And again, this is before you two, you can't go. Yeah. He was on the news and I'm pretty sure he said as they're on the ice celebrating and they run out there and they, there's commotion going along, you know, so great, great feeling. We haven't been here since 1987. Yeah. Janander, Miller, and those guys, 
And I remember, of course, no rewind. Now that you said that, just remembered it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, a lot they, of pride in Greenway. We'll go back and watch some of the YouTube comments of, of back when they interviewed uh, Coach Saratori, uh, Air Force coach, when they were interviewing him, and he was talking about his alma mater, Greenway, being in the state tournament back in 2019. He, he made it really clear that he wasn't going to talk about the Tier 2 stuff. He completely didn't bring it up. So he wanted to talk about that. So that only lasted two years. But then you get into the A single A, and the idea of that split was to give some of these younger programs an opportunity to experience a state tournament. I get it. There were, I shouldn't say younger, I should say smaller Small, programs. Yeah. Some of them are younger, but smaller programs. And don't get me wrong, there are years where small programs made it in the original format. Look at how many times Roseau made it to the state tournament, and they've got less yeah, people or, in their community. International Falls state tournaments, the Eveleth yeah. state tournaments. I mean, there's small communities that have made it. It's... um but they did, after years of watching some of the same teams every year, start looking at, well, we're going to grow hockey in in Minnesota, and we're going to do that by giving more kids an opportunity to be under the lights at then the, the St. Paul Civic Center, now the XL Energy Center. So they small schools, the idea is you're a small school, we're giving you a chance. Big schools, you're double-A. Uh, you should be competing for the almighty double-A state championship, which would be like the single-class state championship. Um, so I think he's challenging that format. And I think the biggest argument that I have for the state high school league maybe having to revisit this is they don't – and I know they only work with high schools. The state high school league is only dealing with high school hockey. They're not looking at youth hockey format. But I think they have to. I really do. I, I I think that you don't have a high school program unless you've got a feeder program. Yep. You've got something that shovels kids into your high school program throughout the course of, of, you know, youth hockey and they're shoving kids into your program. So it's not like, you know, okay, well, we're just, we got kids there in high school, nine through 12. Well, I'm deciding to go out for hockey. Like that's not the way it works. You usually play through youth hockey all the way up. Yeah. So what happens in youth hockey matters. And I think they need to dig into youth hockey. Like youth hockey should not be allowed, and Minnesota hockey can get involved in this. Youth hockey should not be allowed to play at a class any different than what their high school program plays at. If, and I get it, if if you got the, the kids to be able to play double A youth hockey, and then get to the high school level and say, ah, but our population is such, we're going to play single A. That's the perfect formula. <laughs> You're going to win every year. Look at who's there every single year. Hermantown is there every year because that's their formula. Monomita is there every year because that's their formula. There's one other team that made it to the state tournament. Now, this is one of a couple of years that they've gone back to this format, but Alexandria, double A youth hockey, single A high school. Ding. There's three teams that do it in the state and they're all three at the state tournament right now. Sure. So you do the math. Um, I don't think that schools should be allowed to do it on either side. So if your youth hockey plays double A, then the high school's got to play double A. If your youth hockey's playing single A, your high school's got to play single A. I think it has to be together. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it too. That's just my opinion. Okay, very astute. All right, and also along those lines, I did see social media kind of a buzz 
about these comments and some uh, Hermantown fans, you know, talking about you know, between the Pionk article and the Jago quit whining, quit whining. Listen, Hermantown fans, there's nobody, nobody that whined more in front of the cameras, practically bawling, than Coach Plant those years when St. Thomas was cleaning up on you guys at the state tournament. He was practically bawling, whining, whining, whining about St. Thomas and recruiting and getting all these people. So clean your finger before you point. There have been plenty of whining coming <laughs> That's out. That's a good one. Too. I like so, that. Yeah. So I don't know. Any comments on that? <laughs> no, I, I can't argue. I mean, there's back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back state championships yeah. with St. Like Thomas 11, Academy. 12, 13, 14. Whatever. Like I yeah. mean, boom, boom, boom. They single A, single A, and people are pointing fingers. You're a private school. You can recruit. Well, they don't have a feeder program. Uh, they're pulling from other programs or whatever it might be. But that coaching staff said, okay, I I, I read you. I see what's coming at you. I don't think they got pressure from the state high school league. Maybe they did. I don't think they did. I think they just as a staff and as a community said, we're going to make the next step. Uh, we've done it all at uh, the single A level. Let's go double A. Boom. They did it. Good for you. Yeah, for and they've been, well, they've been to state. They have. Right? They've been to state. They were just there. Were they last year or the year before? But they've been there a few times here in the last five years. Yeah. I get a kick out of their coach. He wears like a t-shirt with uh, rolled sleeves and he just kind of stands there. I don't know if he's still, well, Randolph's coach now, but do you know the previous coach? Yeah. Previous to the young guy. But because that younger guy took over, you know, but he was kind of standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like a t-shirt with rolled sleeves. Like, no suit, no nothing, not not nothing with the school colors, nothing. What he just yeah. sat in there, <laughs> and then, yeah. then of course the whole fan groups in in uniforms, and there he is in a t shirt. That's absolutely what that, man. The, the irony, for sure. All right, previews and predictions section. Obviously, Minnesota State High School hockey tournament starts tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. What do you got on your radar? Well, do you like who are you liking? What matchups are you liking? Well, I, I just think that you're going to see some things that maybe are uh, not what you're expecting. I mean, everybody's seen. In the last few years, uh, Hermantown, uh, outside of the COVID year, when they only had three varsity kids yeah, on yeah, their team, as everybody team. else had COVID or everyone else was exposed to COVID, and the only one that from the varsity pro program, excuse me, that wasn't exposed was Plant. So he was there <laughs> doing it all himself and playing every single shift, every other shift. And that was one time where they weren't, making it to the, to the state championship game. But every year you see them in the state championship game. And we just said this earlier that, that Hermantown has showed glimpses of being human this year. I don't think you're going to see them. And I'd hate to say it. I really like coach Pat Andrews and I like their kids. They got awesome kids like George Peterson. I like Dallas mm -hmm. view really nice players. I don't think they're going to be in the state championship game. I really don't. I, the, I think what's going to happen is I think both of them are going to win their first round games by a lot. Um, I think the Montemidi game might be a little bit closer because Alexandria can compete, uh, but I don't think Laverne's going to be that close to Hermantown. And I think it's going to come to the semifinals, and I think Hermantown's going to get beat by Montemidi. Ooh, that's my opinion. Rematch from the outdoor game. Yep, I, they, that was that was outside. It's a yep. different different setup, but I think Montemidi has the experience of being there. I think you might see those guys get knocked off. I don't think anything different is than what we expect is going to happen on the other side of the bracket. World's World. not going to lose a game. World, right? They're going to win the whole thing. They're going to go to the state championship game and they're going to win the whole thing. They'll find a way. They get the best goalie in the tournament. They've got probably the best forward in the tournament when it comes to being offensively gifted. Uh, you're going to see uh, Herman or you're going to see Warroad knock off Orno in the second round. And, and Orno is going to end up playing a third place game against Hermantown. And I still question whether or not Hermantown's going to win the third place game. Yeah. You said that was a battle, right? Was yeah. I, I think Orno is, is good. Like, I think they're going to be a good team to battle for that third place game. So 
I am the first person to say I'll eat crow if I'm completely wrong, but that's just my opinion. All right. Well, we'll be back here next week where you can you can uh, hear his opinion. All right. How about on the double A side? Double A is interesting. I you know I, I take a peek at the teams that are in there and and. Uh, Maple Grove is there again. They've been in the state championship game two, three years. Uh, uh, last year, they had a state championship game and they lost Andover. They were supposed uh, to make in 17 and Rapids bumped them out. Yeah, they did. They were in that <laughs> quarterfinal game. Um, Moorhead's in the tournament again. Moorhead makes the tournament every year. I mean, the only, when they don't make it, then it's, it's usually Rosal from Section 8. And Moorhead usually finds their way uh, through the winner's bracket. Last year, they didn't. They got knocked off in the quarterfinals uh, by Andover. There's the 4-5 seed game, and Andover beat them final seconds of the game or overtime or whatever it might be. And uh, Moorhead's been really good at making trips to the state tournament, but but has been the bridesmaid and never the bride. They've never won a state championship in hockey, um, and they've got that curse hanging over their head. I eventually would like to see Moorhead win one. I, it's just not this year. Yeah, Ammerman. Yeah, Coach Ammerman. I think okay. Moorhead's going to get knocked off by Edina in the first round. You're going to end up having Edina and Maple Grove play for a battle in the semifinals, and then you look over at the other bracket. I'd like to think that Lakeville South can can do something. They were in the state championship game a couple of years ago and lost. Um, but I think it's going to end up being Andover. I hate to say it because it, coming out that side coming out yeah i think andover is going to come off that side and they're going to end up going into the the next bracket where they play the number one team in the state in semifinals and that's going to be a battle between minnetonka and andover i can't really give you a for sure like oh yeah these guys are going to walk through it i think it's going to be minnetonka playing either edina or maple grove in the championship but it could be andover okay Ooh. all right some more predictions yeah all right awesome so everyone enjoy the tournament this is great. All right, some scores and more from the week that was. We don't really have any scores because you know we know you already know everything that went on. Of course, there were so few games, but what we want to do is send out some congratulations to a few groups. The Chisholm Hibbing PWAs headed to state. Congratulations. The Chisholm Hibbing Banamays headed to state. Not a goal scored on them in three games up in Regents. Yeah. Congratulations heading to state. The Grand Rapids Bantam Double A's getting her done. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, First time now, I think, for Grand Rapids. Uh, obviously, Hibbing Chisholm had made it uh, and have had a state championship there a couple of years ago with yeah. their PWA team, and it's now it's the same group coming right. in as first year Bantams. They get a really good chance to to repeat as Bantams like they were in PWAs. But I think I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think this is the first time a Grand Rapids Bantam team has gone back to the Minnesota Hockey State Tournament since the group that won it in 17 was Bantams in 2015. Oh, really? Okay. So That's that was right. the Blake McLaughlin, Micah Miller yeah. crew that won it. it the double A stage at Stomp R. Those guys won it in 2015. Then they were on the high school team as, as juniors and sophomores. They ended up winning it or going to state in 16 and then going to state again in 17 in high school. So I think this is the first time I could be wrong, but you know, put that in the comments if, if I'm, if I'm not on, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And this group did not make it in peewees. So congratulations. You know, they kind of overcame some stuff over the last couple of years and made it happen. Um, the GRG 12 U8 team is also going to state. So congratulations to you ladies. And the Essentia All-Star Game is a week from today. Of course, many area players, I guess, kind of too many to mention, but we just wanted to send a congratulations to all of you that were selected for that. Yeah, the, the Minnesota, Northern Minnesota All-Star Game, pretty fun. Now they've gone back to the 
original format for probably for the last six, seven years, they've just taken kids from the Duluth and Iron Range area and they've drafted two teams and oh. you could make either team. Well, now they went back to a Duluth area team and an Iron Range area team. Duluth area team with twin ports surroundings and then the, the Iron Range team would be Iron Range slash add in Bemidji or Brainerd or whoever. Sure. Yeah, they so there's a couple of Bemidji add. kids on there. Yeah, okay. So that it's going back to its original format and apparently – the people that run, which is Kern's company, the people that run that decided that, you know, they think there's some good enough team you know, players over in that area to make that a game again. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Congrats. Big shout out to all of you that made that. All right. Anything to add to episode 59? No, just uh, get out and enjoy. There, There is some streaming options to watch the state tournament starting tomorrow uh, at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. The single A games will start. There's only one legitimate streaming site that is allowed to stream. So hear me when I tell you this, because there are a lot of these people trying to scam when they put up these little streaming sites. Oh, here's a free stream and share, they share someone's game day, whatever. And they put in this fake place where they can steal your credit card information. There's only one place that is streaming this. And that if you go to the state high school league page, the Minnesota state high school league and hit prep 45, That'll take you to the link. Prep 45 is the only place that will be streaming the game. If you're watching it on television, then you can watch it on um, KST PV, uh, whatever that is. KST. KST. KST or KST TV. Yeah. KST TV. Yeah. Channel 5, the ABC Channel 5 out of the city. So that's where you watch it on, on television. But if you're looking to stream it, go to the State High School League page. Click on state hockey tournaments. There'll be a link that you can scroll down to and click on. All right. Awesome. That's good advice. Thank you for that. All right. So like I said, please comment. We've told you many times there's lots of stuff to comment on in today's episode. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. If you want to contact us, goatsportsmediallc at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can just um, you know comment or, or DM us. Hammer the follow button. Um, you can find the Tea with Miss McGill show on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. T. McGill, if you're on Twitter, Goat Sports Media LLC on YouTube and or Facebook. Of course, please share the show. Sharing is caring. Merch in the background, as always. Got to get one out the door tomorrow. Um, Email the show if you'd like to advertise. And uh, as always, thanks to our great sponsors, Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, ODR Apparel, Aspire Heating and Control, Iron Range Goalie Academy. For Reid Larson on this Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament Week, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.